You're listening to episode 53 of the Mad Chatters podcast, September 30th, 2015. Most everyone's mad here. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Mad Chatters Podcast, your very important date with the happenings at Walt Disney World and around the Disney Universe. My name is Derek, and I'm joined by my fellow hosts, Matthew. Hello. And Jeremy. Yo-ho, yo-ho. Oh, don't bring it up. Don't tease me with the (laughs) one attraction that was closed the entire time we were at Disneyland. No, but speaking of Disneyland, this episode is our Disneyland trip report. Jeremy and I were there last week, and we want to talk all about it on this week's show, so we look forward to doing that. But first, our friend Matt also has a report to give. He was at Night of Joy not that long ago, so I want to hear what that's like. You've been before, yeah? Or was this Yeah, I've been twice before, or three times before. Yeah, I've been the last two years. Last year I went both nights, uh, but I've been these past three years in a row then, so I guess four times. These are confusing numbers. I've been before. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, recently we took our youth group there on Saturday, September 12th. And uh, if you don't know what Night of Joy is, it is a uh, separate ticketed event, much like a Halloween party or the Christmas party, um, where you are allowed to come in at four if you have this special ticket. The park closes for uh, regular guests at 7, and then the that special event, Night of Joy, um, starts at 7 and lasts till, I think, 1 o'clock when we were there. And they only sell a limited number. It was sold out both nights. Um, I don't know how many that means, but it was insanely crowded. And the event is simply, the Magic Kingdom is open, uh, but at the castle on the main stage, and then at the Galaxy Theater in Tomorrowland, and a couple other places, there are um, contemporary Christian music artists performing. So bands like, uh, good grief, I didn't watch any of them, so I don't know who was actually there. <laughs> For King and Country. Okay. And, uh, um, so wait, some were performing at the same time? Yes, like oh. King for King and Country and Lecrae, who's a Christian hip hop artist, and somebody else was on the main stage. So the big names were there. The slightly lesser known names were at the Galaxy Theater in Tomorrowland, and then at Cosmic Rays um, on their main stage, they have like let's just call them the wannabe bands. Yeah. <laughs> so, so these are the folks that aren't actual bands, but I guess they get something. You would see some some. Folks walk, walk around the park with their guitars and things, Mm-mm. and I guess that's what they were, you know, doing. And they would perform in there, kind of like a, I don't know, please discover me kind of thing. I uh, would rather have sunny eclipse any day over yeah. any of these. Well, people. me too. And that is generally the vibe from this whole thing. If you if you enjoy contemporary Christian music, which I do not, 
I would rather have nails. <laughs> oh. Easy, easy, easy. In my ear holes than listen to contemporary Christian music. But that is what this night is about. And so a lot of youth groups are there. And we went on the Saturday night in which a lot of them come. Because the other one's on Friday, and that's weird for area youth groups. But Saturday, a lot of area youth groups come. And so there's church vans everywhere, um, youth groups everywhere. And when you say church vans and youth groups, what happens when they come together, youth groups is something like, um, well, it's just really bad. They lose their minds. They, yeah, they lose all sense of reality, and they're somewhere operating outside the time and space continuum. And uh, so it's insane. And they all, you know, when you're in line for tomorrow, uh, Tomorrowland, when you're in line for Space Mountain, they're all doing, they're like, it's like a bunch of Brazilian tour groups all in the same place at one time. We like Jesus. Yes, we do. We love Jesus. Hey, How about you? you? joke, but that is exactly no, what happens. No, I genuinely believe that. And God bless you. Oh. And, and God bless you too. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in, in Space Mountain, it, it's really annoying because you know, a lot of people are under that, that, that last switchback queue. A lot of people are there at once. And they want to high five you. And we're like, no, we don't touch people. And <laughs> <laughs> my youth group is very subdued and and they're they look you know when people are doing that they're like mm, no but um so i'm proud of them for that <laughs> way to go guys. Uh, yeah my wife aptly called this the nightmare of joy um. and joy sounds kind of like you know uh weird to go with nightmare but that's what the event is called the night of joy so nightmare of joy is an apt description right around seven o'clock it started raining very heavily and we took shelter under the um uh, tiki room entrance, which they closed. That's not one of the attractions open for the night. So we were all huddled up under the the one little opening thing because they wouldn't let us go into the queue, you know. And right around seven o'clock, all of the background music in the Magic Kingdom stops. So um, tiki room, the nice Hawaiian folk music, it's gone. And suddenly, the Joy FM starts playing in <laughs> throughout the park, and that is our local contemporary Christian music radio station. Uh, uh, so throughout the whole park, instead of the normal background music, it is contemporary Christian radio. And it, it's the most bizarre thing in the world. And immediately I was like, kill me now, because it's raining and we're all there and it's all very annoying. And I really think they oversold, overbooked it because it was insanely crowded. Jungle Cruise was closed. Pirates was still closed at that time. Tiki Room was closed. So everybody, you've got youth groups there. Everybody's at Space Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain, and Splash Mountain and trying to get on the mine train, the, the Seven Dwarfs mine train. No restaurants are open except for Pecos Bill, um, Cosmic Rays, and probably like um, Casey's, Casey's Corner, which is not, you know, there's nowhere to sit there. We tried to go into Pecos Bill. There was nowhere to sit. People were standing. People were sitting in the halls. Like in the in the little hallway there, sitting and eating their food. I'm like, is this even something you can do? Uh, Cosmic Rays was insane. That whole dining room there, where the acts were going on, there was no seats. Everybody standing around watching. It was foggy. It was loud. Oh, are you sure? Just... Are you sure you didn't accidentally end up at a Syrian refugee camp? Yeah, that's what this sounds. <laughs> this like. what. It... <laughs> this sounds miserable. There were. It was miserable, and and I vowed at the end of the night. To never come back, and thankfully, most of my my kids here don't 
don't care for you know that anyway so it's just something that we've kind of always done so i think next year we're going to opt for the halloween party or mickey's not uh, mickey's uh, very merry christmas party because it's the same price for groups mm-hmm. yeah. and with the discount we pay 65 dollars to get in and so same price same thing um but yeah, at least you I get would. the Disney. At least if it's crowded and you can't ride anything, there's other stuff to do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if I liked contemporary Christian music, it might have been different because I could go watch the concerts. But I don't, so you know who cares? Well, for me, if I bought a ticket to Night of Joy, it would be because I like Christian music, but I also like Disney World. And so if they shut off the music and played the radio station that I listen to all the time, I would be like, "What yeah. am I paying for? This is ridiculous." And when you play the radio station, obviously what you're going to have is a lot of youth groups running around, skipping through the puddles of water, singing the songs on the top of their lungs. Um, So it's like the people that quote the Haunted Mansion pre-show, only all over the park, singing the songs, and you know the little uh, the little Justin Bieber hair wannabes sitting over by the columns, looking sulky and and emo like, and playing their guitars and singing songs, trying to get a following and. It's just not my scene. I wonder how the cast members feel about Night of Joy. Because I've, I've heard from Six Flags employees that the Christian concert nights are always the worst as far as, like, guests go. I mean, they, they're mixed. I mean, you can see some of them. Obviously, you know, whatever their faith is, they, they know the songs. <laughs> so I guess they would be in, the, in that category. But you can see some of the cast members singing along and dancing and giving high fives and stuff. And then a lot of the ride operators are just like, you know, put a bang stick in my head right now so <laughs> i have heard through the grapevine whether this is true or not i don't know but i've just heard it that the number of incidents of theft and fornication <laughs> spikes during and you have to call it fornication <laughs> when it's a christian festival people yeah. are knowing one another yes you <laughs> know what i mean up in the space mountain no i really well, have I heard that believe that uh, i can believe that uh, there is one large redeeming quality to this whole thing, um, and that is the leaders' lounge. You get one, fr- you get one free leader for every ten uh, people you have go. Oh. So we had 40, 40 kids go. So we had four free passes. My wife and I took them, and those leader passes get you into the leaders' lounge which is open uh, from 7 till the end of the night. They have light snacks and beverages, and the artists that are performing kind of come in and do meet and greets and stuff like that throughout the night. Last year, and I think all years previously, it had been at Liberty Tree Tavern, which was nice, and uh, it was enjoyable last year to go in there and just kind of relax, and you just let you go in there and sit and have this, the refreshments. This year, it was at Be Our Guest, and we were able, and, and this made up for the time I was stuck in the Rose Gallery, because we were able to go in. They had um, get over it, Matt. Let it go. I'll go. never, I'll never be over it. <laughs> in the refreshment table, they had uh, all all kinds of like little assorted pastries, and then they had gray stuff. They had the gray stuff there. Ooh, you could just wow. eat in little spoons. And Jessica and I, my wife, got a table by the window where I wanted to be the first time, and they were playing the regular music in there. Uh, but you, could, <laughs> it's funny because maybe this is the secret to the whole thing. I saw a lot of other youth leaders in there at tables, 
and they had just decided, I don't know how many years they've done it, but they were obviously just in the category, like, we're just going to sit here and wait this out all night long. Yeah. It was like a hurricane was going on outside because there was, like, people with cards, board games, listening to the music, <laughs> serious, just eating the food, drinking the coffee. I'm like, this is what I'm going to do if they, we do it again. They are in the know. They are experienced yeah. night of joyers, for let sure. Me not, let me not deter you from considering night of joy if you <laughs> if you are a contemporary christian music fan and uh, they have two two nights of this every year and there are different lineups every year so you'll have to you know if you like a particular artist it might he might he or she might be there on friday night not saturday and vice versa so check the disney schedule for that and uh, if that's your kind of thing and you're willing to put up with the crowds and, and the restaurants and everywhere else probably not get to ride very much um then check it out oh and one more redeeming quality for the leaders your leader wristband counts as a fast pass so you can just go get in the fast pass line for for anything and they'll let you through if you have that band see you later kids i'm chaperoning i'm I'm gonna go get in front of the line yeah it's like please stay away from your kids and let them fornicate (laughs) maybe that's disney's plan in the whole you know disney's got that you know from the 90s they've got that secret plan to make kids have sex with the other so it uh, all starts with sex in the lion king and the yeah. dirt and it <laughs> yeah. leads to fornication in tomorrowland yeah it all started with that priest and the little mermaid and the little mermaid yes <laughs> yeah. it's a conspiracy full circle yeah. anyway if it's your thing check it out if that's not which it's not mine uh do not go near it well we haven't talked about news at the parks in a while, so maybe we should touch on a few things in that area. News? Yeah, and one of those things is the Food and Wine Festival, which is not new to Disney World, but it's new to 2015. It has begun. It's in full swing over there, so if you're heading to Disney World soon, be sure to check out all the food and wine offerings that are there. Did you see... In the festival. Did you see the lines being tweeted this week? I did. What's going on? Un. Believable. It was outrageous. Why is it all of a sudden so much more popular? Well, I am, I'm assuming a lot of the locals came out for the opening weekend. I know Disney yeah. was giving away a special. Uh, they're giving away a special glass this year. Did you all see that? Uh huh. Something like oh gosh. Is it like a mason jar on a wine stem? No. Oh no, but it's like a it's like <laughs> a wine, wine glass. No, it's like a wine flute, I think. But it has like the 25th anniversary food and wine. Oh, I see. And who all gets one? I don't know. It's something to do with if you spend a certain amount of money, I think, or if, like, you're a chase card holder. Some one of those special okay. things. But apparently it's very popular. <laughs> so uh, a lot of people were out there. But the lines, the one line I saw for the booth in Italy was, like, all the way to uh, Morocco. It was unbelievably yeah, literally. <laughs> and so I couldn't believe, you know. I mean, people were talking about they were waiting up to an hour for in line for a food booth there's just no way so wow people have evolved from just being obsessed with food network and the cooking channel like rachel ray and people like that and now they're people that are actually foodies right right. you know so they go chase down food trucks and things like that that's kind of at its height right now i think so people like that kind of well the one guy andrew zimmerman is that his name he's a chef zimmern zimmer zim 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 zimmern zim zimmery uh bizarre foods guy is something he's bald yeah. He was in uh, the Wonders of Life Pavilion doing some kind of a show oh. this weekend. So oh, that's cool. I saw that. 
Well, there you go. That's going on right now. Um, another th- another another big announcement recently was about the Osborne spectacle of Dancing Lights. Osborne family, family. Spect- family. family spectacle family. of Dancing Lights. There you go. It's a family spectacle like my holidays. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> the Price family spectacle. Uh, it's going away. It is going away. Well, but of course, first they had to announce a package, a dessert package, and a dining package, and all that. And then they <laughs> said, "But this is the last year. It's going away." So now, Jeremy, you mentioned to me that you think they should move it. Did you have somewhere in mind that you think they should put it? Um, I did, but I can't remember. Hold on, let me think. Because uh, it does make sense. I mean, it never, it never really fit that area. As in, like, this is the only place it could ever possibly fit is the streets of America. Well, look. They chopped the head off the beast about, well, I guess about 10 or 11 years ago when Residential Street was closed because the Osborne family, the spectacle of dancing lights, whatever it is, <laughs> it, uh, it wasn't always just New York Street and that town square down there. It, it went into Residential Street. Mm. You could actually walk through the streets, you know, and see all of those, like the Golden Girls and... Alice's and the Empty Nest House all lit up, you know, and it was like full out Osborne family style all the way through. So gotcha. it was a lot bigger and longer deal. This is just, I think, I don't know how long they've had plans to cancel it, but obviously I know. the Star Wars thing coming, this means... I know where they can put it now. They can put it careful, at the All-Star... <laughs> at the All-Star Resorts on all the the giant icons. I think okay. that'd be kind of cool. Wouldn't it be okay. kind of cool to see all those lit up? I was thinking a resort. I was kind of thinking a classier resort, like maybe. Well, because nothing's as classy like an abundance of Christmas lights. Yeah, dancing to the <laughs> Trans Siberian Orchestra. Carolina <laughs> <laughs> <with the> bells. <laughs> I feel like maybe at least a moderate resort would be a good place to put them. But it seems crazy to just get rid of them and not use them again. Somewhere at downtown, or uh, what is it, Disney Springs would be terrible. Yeah. If you're a resort guest, you wouldn't want just everybody, I mean, they're welcome to already, but you wouldn't want to advertise, hey, everybody else come traipse through our resort. Well, yeah. And even Disney Springs, Disney's not going to make a profit on that, so I doubt they'd do that. No. You know, they want to put it in a park where you have to buy a ticket to go see them. The obvious implication here is that New York Street is going away. Mm. Here I thought the obvious implication was that Hollywood Studios officially sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to suck more before it gets better. That's right. Hey, it doesn't suck as bad now because the theater is officially completely unobstructed. Yeah, in its view. that's true. So that means that stage they created must be one that they're going to throw up and down for different events and then... And I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. like that. Even Absolutely. the planters that were out front are gone. So it is like yep. the clearest view you could have, which is nice to see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that area, did you see that they are officially selling pins that have pieces of the hat on them? No. Yes. Well, they do this. I have a few pins with pieces in it, but I would not own the hat. I don't hmm. know. It's a piece of history. Yeah. Who was a- the president of um, Obama? Disney World. Oh. <laughs> What were you going to say? Yeah. I was going to say to him, I would melt down my pin and make a small uh, musket bullet out of it. (laughs) (laughs) And go find the president of Walt Disney World at that time. (laughs) When the hat was erected, you mean? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that puts you on some FBI watch list. You can't say that. Oh, no, but you invoked the Obama, so. 
I wasn't oh, yeah. him into it. Definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Those are separate. 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 Listen. Somebody is listening right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, let's see what else. Uh, two things are leaving Epcot soon. Everything's leaving. None of these announcements are things that are coming. Um, but, Jeremy, you pointed out one to me today. What's the one you said? Oh, that Duffy is leaving? Yeah, yeah. Yes, Duffy the bear is leaving Epcot. For those of you who remember a few years back, he arrived and nobody cared. And now he's leaving and nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. So... <laughs> Don't you just want to say Duffy the Vampire Slayer every time <laughs> say his name? <laughs> I want to say Epcot, stop trying to make Duffy happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah. No one cares. Not going to happen. And the Christmas parade. He was at Mickey's Teddy Bear. He goes all around the world. You know. Now, that was the only time I ever saw Duffy that I was like, Okay, because he sat there by the tree with all the toys and things, and I was like, that makes sense. But him being there in in Epcot never made sense to me, and it just made me mad. But here's the thing that bothers me, and I think, Walt Disney World, you're missing out on an opportunity here. And that is, they're going to replace Duffy, because his meet and greet is there right at the entrance to World Showcase. Yep. They're replacing him with Daisy. Okay, Daisy already meets in Epcot. She's usually at the front, uh, right outside of Spaceship Earth when you walk in. Her and Stitch are usually meeting there. I don't have anything against Daisy. Daisy is wonderful. But why are you not bringing in a, a, like a, a great character that's going to draw attention? And the, my first go-to is Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Why don't you bring Oswald there? Does it fit the theme? No, but neither does Daisy. So put Oswald Daisy in the Daisy is kind of random. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you have like three different characters that represent some of the countries, like Mushu and some others? <laughs> I can't think. <laughs> Aladdin. I don't know. Yeah, but I'm talking about even like if you had an Oswald there and somehow if you put the decorations, like Oswald travels the world. I okay. mean, that would be okay. kind of fun, you know, and put the, the sketches of Oswald in China, Oswald in Mexico. You, you could know? have a suitcase, like Suitcase and Dream, with different stickers and postcards from all over the world there you go i'm just saying I, it's about time we get oswald at walt disney world and i think that this would have been the perfect opportunity but huh. instead we're gonna get daisy well back to duffy he is really popular in tokyo right like that's yes. kind of why he's still around okay yeah well they can have him i guess and epcot decided that america just was not ready for him so but mm. besides duffy molt sweat and shears are also leaving epcot i don't think we mentioned that last time so if no. you were a fan, you better go get your molt sweat and shears fixed before October 10th. Well, I never cared for these this group, and from what I saw in the Disney Twitter universe, is this the group no that used to be either. the Jamators? No, this no, is no, the no. group that played on the streets of New York back there, and they're dressed as gardeners. Oh, Hollywood Studios! I missed oh. out the change of parks there. Yeah. Sorry. Oh no, I thought it was Epcot. My bad. I no, thought it's. No, the Jamators are in Epcot. I know who Hollywood that is. Hollywood Studios. Yeah, is now small. that you say that, I remember that. It's like a it's like a block party kind of thing they set up there, right? Yeah. But it's so funny because when Off Kilter was announced as leaving, like it was national mourning, and then when Mulch, Sweat, and Cheers, it was like national pride. Like it was like <laughs> good riddance, goodbye. <laughs> okay, I lied before. Not everything is leaving. Something is open. Oh, that good. I'm glad something's sticking around. I know. Well, it's not even. It's not just sticking around. It's like brand new, and I really want to check it out. And that is Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar, which is the new restaurant in Disney Springs that is now officially open, and it's themed to Indiana Jones, very extensively themed, like almost like, calm it down themed, like all which, of the food items, you know. 
is another case of Disney fans overreacting because you remember the outcry when this was announced and people were like, what? This is like some stupid minor character and what a waste of a, of a reference and blah, blah, blah. And then I see it open and everybody's just raving about it. So, Huh. The only people I saw complain were like universal fanboys who said, uh, well, uh. Chuck Lindsay. Uh. Is there such a thing as universal fanboys? Believe it or not, there are. <laughs> there and for are. some reason, Derek and I hate ourselves enough to follow them on Twitter. <laughs> no, correct. I don't on my personal account, but on Mad Chatters, yeah, I'm like, ugh, who are these guys? Oh, don't forget that just this past week, the greatest attraction ever reopened at the Magic Kingdom with lighting enhancements, audio animatronic enhancements, and uh, haven't ridden it yet. But everyone says that Pirates of the Caribbean is now beautiful, more beautiful than ever. I did see they painted over, like when you go into the queue and you go straight for a while and yeah. then you turn right. I did see that right where you turn right, there used to be that painting on the wall that said like, Yo-Ho, Pirate's Life for me. Yeah. And it had the cross swords. That has been painted over. They had so. just put that up for the previous renovation in yeah. 2006. And like it- a tie into the movie, right? Yeah, I don't know. I just to enhance it. I don't know. I'm glad they left the mast outside with the skeleton. That was added then too, but I like it there. Yeah, definitely. I sent a text to Matt on Saturday when they reopened and people were tweeting pictures and things, but he was in a meeting. So I, I felt like, I felt like, I don't know. I felt special, Matt, being able to tell you those things. Like I felt Mm. like I was giving you a gift because you seemed telling me the sex of my child. Yeah. I just felt like I was giving you like a Christmas gift. You were, you, I was like, Matt, did you hear about the uh, enhancements? No, tell me. <laughs> Anywho, that was the it was great, and I immediately got on Twitter, which I'd never do for some reason, and was scrolling through everybody's comments trying to find out the details. But yeah, it was overwhelmingly positive. I would say for the for the most part, at least, maybe not overwhelmingly, but well, it just got a you know upkeep, just a good old fashioned yeah spring cleaning kind of a thing. Yep, and apparently Pirates in Disneyland is opening very soon, too, so I think we just missed it, but oh well, next time. But since we are going to be talking about Disneyland, I feel like we should give a few news items about Disneyland, and the first is that the 60th celebration, which has been going on all year, they officially announced that it's going to keep going until September 5th of next year. So it's the 60th and 61st celebration, but it will be kind of weird to see, like, 60 on the castle. The only thing I can hope is that they truly do end it and not keep it running for 10 years like yeah. they did for the 50th. Well, they did this for the 25th and the f- for Disney World and the 50th of Disneyland. Oh, okay. So it's not unusual. They always do those like a like a year and a half to give people time to see it if they want, I yeah. guess. Which I think is cool because otherwise crowds would just be insane. Um, the other thing is that... This kind of relates to Disney World a little bit because they're talking about Star Wars Land already and construction at Disneyland will start in January. But that means all of the Rivers of America attractions, so like Columbia and Mark Twain, those two ships, Fantasmic, which happens on the Rivers of America, and the Disneyland Railroad, which goes around the whole park, are all going to be closed for at least a year while Star Wars Land construction begins. That's something. It, it, that's a big hit. That There's Star Wars land. Bless its heart. I don't know. I haven't been there to know where that, that ranch and all that land is at Disneyland, but it sounds like it's going to be awkwardly placed there between Frontierland and Fantasyland. Uh, so, I wouldn't say it's between the two. It's more like behind Frontierland, 
not really connected to Fantasyland. Think well, about I guess it, it Matt, could a bit. Think about it kind of in reference at our Magic Kingdom. If it were between, kind of like between Liberty Square and Fantasyland, but the walkway would be like behind the Haunted Mansion. Okay. So it's kind of between them, but it's it's separate in a way as well. Yeah. Ah. Uh, okay. So it's not as obtrusive is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But I can't believe they're shutting down all those things for a year. That's no. just crazy to me, especially like the railroad. I mean, that's such an integral part of, of a Disney park, you know, and, and so, you know, important. And then Fantasmic being gone for a year. Now, to me, Fantasmic has been going, what, for like 15 plus years? So this would be a good time maybe to... Like 20 years there, right? Or 20 years? There you go. Well, if I hope they take advantage of like... Um, Doing a, you know maybe some tweaks and updates to it as well while it's closed yeah. that would be a good thing and then bringing that to Hollywood Studios <laughs> because yeah, yeah, it real. does need a little bit of uh, I just think it's time for a few changes doesn't have to change the whole show but just some some different scenes would be would be welcomed yeah. yeah well the only big difference between that and Hollywood Studios is that Hollywood Studios is closing everything like a year before construction starts whereas Disneyland is waiting for construction to start and then they're closing everything which makes more sense in my mind. But who am I to say? I don't know. So Who are you to say? That's right. I, I'm sorry. I'm done. I quit. I'm not hosting a podcast anymore. I am glad we got to see those things, though, before they closed for a year. Because yeah. I'd have been kind of upset if there was no Fantasmic or Train when we got there. Seriously, yeah. Or even the Mark Twain. We got to ride that for the first time this year. Yeah. So. And don't forget about the Mike Fink boats, which we did not <laughs> ride, but we saw them going. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> no, no, no. Those were the uh, Davy Crockett canoes. Is that what you mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. Aren't they called Mike Fink? Something? No, that, that's something different. That closed down like oh. 20 years ago or something. But oh yeah, we saw them paddling away in the 90 degree weather. And I was like, look at these people. They're on vacation and they're out there paddling. <laughs> no, thank Trying you. Work. <laughs> uh, I kind of wanted to do it, but um, it was too hot. Uh, and... No way. Because once I start sweating, I don't stop. So that would have been miserable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't even know how long they're out there. Um, okay, before we get to the main topic... I did want to point out that this officially marks one year since we started recording. Because I think our first episode came out like October 3rd, which was a Friday. Wow. So, congratulations, guys. Seems like only yesterday we started. So it's been almost two weeks now since Jeremy and I arrived in Disneyland, but we are back. We had a wonderful time, and we want to talk about some of the things we did while we were there. We spent five days in the parks, and I think first we should talk about all of the stuff that they added this year solely for the 60th anniversary Diamond Celebration, because it was a lot, and I think maybe we can give our reviews, and maybe even give some tips for people who might be experiencing it soon. I don't know who that might be, but I know there are a few listeners that applies to. So let's start with the big things first, because those are the things I think we really kind of did first, and those were the nighttime shows. So the first thing we did Monday night was paint the night. And for me, this was my favorite of the three nighttime shows. I would agree. Loved it. Absolutely love it. We saw it twice during the week we uh, that we were there. And I don't know. I actually kind of enjoyed the second time better that okay. we saw it because 
we weren't as crowded and cramped. First off, people are waiting for this thing like hours in advance. Like seriously, it's unbelievable. I've never seen, even at Disney World, people like throw down a blanket at 4 p.m. for an 8 o'clock parade. But that yeah. people were doing it. And um, so it was a little crowded. And we happened to be the first night at right at a cross uh, – section i guess across the street where they let people cross in the in the breaks of the parade so you know how people are like they would try to cross the street and then just stop and stand there and watch it and so we did have a lot of commotion around us of cast members saying you can't stand there keep going keep going kind of a thing which wasn't a big deal but no i didn't notice that once the parade started just before Yeah, yeah i don't think it was a big deal but then the second time we saw it, we were right there by the flagpole in front of uh, Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln on Main Street, and the curb was spacious and enjoyable. So It was perfect. The one thing the first time that threw me for a loop was they started playing the music, and you know, you're like, oh, here it comes. And it was a good five minutes before it came. So they're playing the music, and you just see crowds of people coming down Main Street. <laughs> and I'm like, this is not the parade. Or I hope not, because it's really and I, <laughs> I think the music fits it perfectly. I know Matt said he doesn't like this song. No, it, well, it sounds like people should have uh, glow sticks in their mouth and things. We did. <laughs> we were tripping ass. <laughs> we had glow-in-the-dark body spray all over us. It was awesome. We were painting the night. Duh. That's what. Well, that's exactly what this sounds like when I listen to it. No, it really and it really does bring like a, an energy to the parade that you just don't understand. I guess till you're there and you see it. And they've done a nice job weaving in the other Disney songs that are appropriate to the to the floats with that overall theme. Yeah, but that's maybe the one gripe I have about it. I mean, it's certainly not my favorite parade in all the history of Disney oh, parades. Oh, I, I agree with that, too. Yeah, um, but. but one thing that bugged me was they show a lot of new films. Like, they give a lot of love to Toy Story, Monsters, Inc., which I couldn't believe, and Cars. But those movies are not music-focused. And I feel right. like a parade which is the music is like half the part of it. It really needs to have a lot of musical themes that you can tie into, you know? So like the Monsters, Inc. especially did kind of like the jazzy, you know, the song that plays at the beginning. They kind of did that a little bit, but I don't know. It's not like songs you can sing to. So for me, that was kind of strange. And especially the car section, (laughs) all it was, because the first night we saw it, the dancers in that section, for some reason, weren't in it. Um, they they were the second night, but the first night they weren't in it. So the car section was literally Lightning McQueen and then Mac. So it was like basically a parade in my hometown where the car comes and then the big semi comes. <laughs> and then like, the big that's semi. All it was. Yeah, that's great. I'm like, this is the lamest parade flow I've ever seen. <laughs> well, so and, that was and, a little jarring to me. But. And Derek, what is your observation about the cars sections in each of the? Uh, Nighttime. I was I was so upset because they played Life as a Highway during that because what else are you going to play? And then they played it during the fireworks. And when it came up on World of Color, I think Jeremy just kind of looked at me and I rolled my eyes real big. I'm like, do we have to play Life as a Highway on every single? (laughs) It's not even a Disney song. Yeah, but they definitely you can tell they paid for that song, so they got their money's worth. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And I guess it kind of makes sense more there than it would at Disney World since they have Cars Land. But still, I was like, all right. But all that to say, there were a few floats that when it comes around the corner, it's like that wow moment. Like, just the simple Lumiere float that was huge. I loved that thing. Um, I really like the Mickey float at the end. It's very trippy. It It looks like it's a black hole that's, like, falling in on itself. And the lights are very bright and colorful. So, it's kind of like the new and improved 
21st century version of the Main Street Electrical Parade. That's how right. I would put it. Yeah. And and we saw it like the second time we saw it was on Saturday night and we flew out on Sunday morning. And so this was in a way kind of like our closing goodbye. And so just that song of when can we do this again, knowing it's your last night. It oh, really Oh, I see the tie-in. It Screw really you guys, I didn't get to do it the first time. <laughs> It really had, you know, more sentimental value there to yeah. me. So. People are definitely dancing. Like, I was dancing, and I look across the street, and everybody's, like, kind of moving their shoulders. <laughs> oh, and- but Matt, you're going to love this. They're, we're waiting for the parade on Saturday night. And, you know, people, we're sitting on the curb, and main the street is open. And all of a sudden, we stopped talking because we all, like, I think we all heard it at the same time. The original Main Street Electrical Parade theme music is playing and we're like where is that and we look over and there's an old man on a scooter who has like christmas lights wrapped around the scooter <laughs> playing main street electrical parade music somewhere <laughs> <off> <laughs> <of his. laughs> he like pulls up and stops and he starts doing that thing where like he lifts his hands and the crowd cheers on one side and he drops them and they stop and then the other side going back and forth like getting the crowd pumped up like yeah. he was like the main street hype man and then all of a sudden he starts like doing laps in the street on his scooter like dangerously close to running us over sitting on the curb but it was this awesome. is not a cast member no this no. is just some <laughs> random old man and i was like that, that is kind of like an, like a little a little microcosm of the main street electrical parade <laughs> totally totally an old defunct man on an old defunct scooter with <laughs> christmas lights playing old music trying to get attention <laughs> and he didn't just lift his hands these weren't just hands he had on those mickey hands mickey but they like hands. they glowed <laughs> they were like glowing i was like who is this man and i was like that is me in 50 years yeah. guys totally. that's me <laughs> oh my totally. god it was awesome and the best part was like he de- he did not know like like you could tell he was a guy who did not know his limits because he kept going on right. like Doing it once or twice, you know, and everybody, woo! And then, but he seriously did it like 30 times. And we were like, okay, uh, go away. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the oh. good thing about waiting that long for the parade, because we really did wait over two hours. I don't think we expected to, but like, we didn't really have time to write something else. So we were like, well, let's go on over there. And then when we saw so many people waiting, it was like, well, I guess we'll just wait. But the good thing is, as soon as the parade's over, the fireworks are next. So you just walk straight out onto the street. We were in the middle of Main Street, and we watched Disneyland Forever fireworks. Okay, so Jeremy, what's your take on this? You know, it's one of those things that I I had watched some of this. I think, yeah, I'd watched some of this before we got there on YouTube. So I kind of knew what to expect. But then, Derek, you didn't watch this beforehand, mm-hmm. right? I had never so seen that. You, you made the observation like, well, what, that has nothing to do with Disneyland. Yeah. And it Isn't really... Isn't that what I said? That, yeah, you said that as well. And that just reminded me like, oh yeah, that's so true. But it goes back to the fact that they ran the 50th fireworks for 10 years, yeah. which really do a great they job of celebrating the park. So if they're going to do something different, then obviously they had to. And it's very film heavy, film heavy and reliant. Um, the projections are... The projections are great. Don't get me wrong. But I kind of felt like they were going to be better. Like they had been built up to be better to me than what they were. Um, like the step in time with – they have the uh, 
this the chimney sweepers dancing on the buildings that was right cool. to be clear the projections are on the m- buildings all the way down main street not just on the castle they're on the castle too um but we stood in the middle of main street so we could make sure we saw like up where the main street windows are there are projections all along there yeah and and i mean that that one was cool but then there's some that it just doesn't fully i don't i don't think it accomplishes purpose that yeah sometimes i couldn't tell to. what it was yeah. I was like, like I see the, something. The Humphalumps and Woozles one. Heffalumps. Yeah. And uh, the Winnie the Pooh one, they did like honeycomb on the buildings. Which, that was pretty cool. Yeah, but it just, I My don't know. My favorite just, was when they played Circle of Life and all along the buildings they have like silhouettes of animals slowly marching towards the castle. I thought that was really yeah, cool. Yeah. And then during the, was it Under the Sea that they have like these giant inflatable seaweeds? Like anemones. Yeah, that, like, rise on Enemies. top of the buildings of Main Street. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was kind of cool, except when they deflated, some of them, like, hung over the edge of the building. So it kind of... <laughs> it kind of reminded little... me of those big guys in front of gas stations that, like, yeah. blow in the wind, you know? <laughs> what is the thing on Family Guy called in the giant... Giant inflatable flappy arm men. <laughs> like, woo! It was like that. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, they played Let It Go, and it snowed yeah. on Main Street. It bubbled. Um, this one again, not as good as uh, Paint the Night no. as far as the hype level, but um, but enjoyable. It was enjoyable. it was fine. I was I will say I was a little disappointed in it. It was fine. Um, we didn't really see the Nemo like they have Nemo on a rope and they play the Humbo Dumbo. <laughs> what do they say? Wanna hakaloo? <laughs> Whatever they say, they chant it and he and he goes towards Matterhorn and the Matterhorn smokes as if it's the volcano in the movie. We, we did missed see all this. that. But we saw it the one night from our hotel. Oh, window. that's true. That's so true. we saw it from a distance. But that night we were like, I think something's happening, but we couldn't really see it from Main <laughs> Street. So, which is, I think, is the purpose of this fireworks. It lets you, no matter where you're standing, you're going to get maybe something that other people don't get. Because the projections are also on. It's a small world, so if you happen to be standing in that part of the park, yeah. you can get a sense of what's happening as well. So it was fine. I just I didn't expect it to be such a movie celebration. As I did a, like a Disneyland celebration, which it was not. And again, of course, there was Life as a Highway, just for the record. Of course, of course. Speaking of Life as a Highway, on Tuesday night, we headed over, we got Fast Passes and then headed over to World of Color. Still, we got there an hour early and it was already packed. Um, but we watched World of Color celebrate, which was by far my least favorite of the three. So Least favorite, it starts off really well. It starts off with talking about Walt Disney and he had a dream for yeah, yeah. You know, blah, blah, blah. And anytime you talk about Walt in a show and a Disney park, I'm going to cry and be very <laughs> um, emotional. It starts off well. Then it introduces Mickey Mouse and it kind of does a little segment of Mickey through the years. That was wonderful. But then, again, it just – all of a sudden it turns into just uh, – very relevant things and to me world of color when you think world of color you think of the 50s tv show and i think animation and that kind of thing but then they have like a live action pirates section and they have a star wars section and they have a is there a marvel section in there too no there's no marvel okay i I, but but it's so random because they had disneyland stuff like they had a tiki room thing yeah and another attraction that i don't remember but i think there was just no flow or theme it was just like here's a random clip here's a random clip here's this here's this that people like here's that oh and now here's the whole song of Let It Go. <laughs> <laughs> Almost in its entirety. Well, it depends on what, what they were going for. I think that when they announced all these entertainment, the three big you know, nighttime things, and I watched them uh, 
right when they announced them and they were starting them and I watched them online and I thought immediately like these are all just like film montages and new films that uh, and you know just basically basically medleys of songs especially the nighttime fireworks um, the um, what's it called now Disneyland, Disneyland forever? forever Disneyland forever like if you're gonna call it that yeah 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 it needs to be that. But like you said, rem- remember Dreams Come True, the previous fireworks show that's ran since the 50th was basically like a 15-20 minute medley of like every obscure Disneyland song through the yeah. years with fireworks to go along with it. And it was like a tour through the park with music and fireworks. See, I they- think they could have taken the Remember Dreams Come True fireworks show, minor tweaks made it applicable I can't speak tonight made it though for world of color and so done world of color Disneyland yeah. you know celebrate Disneyland and basically did a tour of the parks using the water and the projections there and then you can go back and retweak the fireworks at Disneyland to maybe the the films or a celebration of Walt Disney it's you know yeah. kind of a thing and well, that I all think would that have been what more appropriate. I expected and what everybody else expected from a Disneyland 60th anniversary was things that paid homage and memorialized Disneyland or yeah. Walt Disney. Definitely. When in fact, I think what they were shooting for was just three new nighttime entertainment options. That's true. But they shouldn't have called it Disneyland forever because oh. it had nothing to do with Disneyland. Yeah. And it had a lot of Neil Patrick Harris. I mean, I know he's like super Disney fan and Disney is all about that, but... It just had a lot of him that I didn't really need. And I certainly did not need him singing whatever the theme song was. Celebrate a world full of magic. And I certainly did not need Jeremy singing it every day after that. That sounds terrible. Wish upon a star. I think, if I'm being completely honest, the world of color just isn't really my favorite thing in general. Like, even last year with the show, I was like, ah, that's okay. But this is what I told Jeremy. World of color is basically phantasmic without the live scenes. So it's like 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes of just fountains, and then half the time is just projections on the fountains. So you're like, it's like you're watching a movie. So I think what they need to do is do like a 10 minute show every 30 minutes. And that way you're not waiting in line for an hour plus and then being like, oh my gosh, this is so long. It's the same thing over and over again. Whereas you could wait maybe 20 minutes and then see a nice 10-minute show and be like, oh, that was nice, and then move on with your night. Or they could focus more on just doing thing, cool things with the water and color and lighting effects with music in the background with not so much footage the whole time. Yeah, that's the thing. Like The fountains are the coolest part, but they did mostly footage and then they didn't. They they have big fire things which are cool, but those weren't until like the last two or three minutes of the show. Yeah. So I don't know. I think yeah. you could even add a couple fireworks, like they do on Illuminations, you know. Mm-hmm. But they don't have any of those. So anyway, a little disappointing. And then, but then Life Is a Highway made up for it once they played that. <laughs> and let it go. <laughs> and let it go. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. Well, that's all the nighttime shows. Let's get to the other stuff they had. Um, let's see. The Hatbox Ghost was new. Oh. Uh. Loved it. We rode we rode Haunted Mansion and it was the holiday overlay as well. Uh, we I think we rode three times yeah, while we were yeah. there. And on the last time we rode it, I the whole time I was like, I'm not gonna try and take any pictures in here because it's Haunted Mansion and you're moving and it's dark, you never get a good picture. But it just so happened that right when we were about to go by the Hatbox Ghost on the last ride, 
I guess there was a wheelchair or something loading, so the whole thing slowed down, and we were practically stopped right in front of Hatbox Go. So I got some really good pictures That's um, nice. right there. Yeah, and he was working just fine, and I loved it. I thought it was great. Me too. I thought it was a really neat effect because I didn't know there were sound effects too. Like as his face kind of dissolves, it's like, and it appears in the box. It's pretty neat. I will give him that. All right, let's see. Uh, In Matterhorn, they had the new Abominable Snowman. Two of them. Great uh, effects as well. I thought the the animatronics were great. And yeah, we both commented on this. We rode Matterhorn, Matterhorn twice during the week. I felt like it wasn't as jarring this time, but maybe it's just because I overplayed it in my head. Yeah. And expected the worst, but... It's uh, still very jarring. It's still the most uncomfortable attraction at any Disney park, <laughs> in my but opinion. But I got to sit in the front, and that was a different experience the one time I wrote it, so... Okay. Uh, yeah, but those, I didn't realize that they had also added effects up the hill. Like, there are screens, but they look like sheets of ice. Yeah. And then, like, you see kind of his shadow, like, go by and... and follows and you roar. up, kind of chases you up. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. So kind of nice. Good, good additions, I think. Um, let's see, Peter Pan had some additions, which you had seen before online, but um, was it? Dif- did you notice anything new writing it in person? No. I mean, it yeah. was kind of the same, the addition. They, they translate through YouTube just as fine as okay. they do in real life. <laughs> I thought it was really cool. I loved, I loved like, the, the midair in that first scene. I loved all the Tinkerbell projections throughout. I thought they looked pretty seamless, kind of like they did with the new Alice editions last year, Alice in Wonderland. Um, they're really they're really uh, perfecting that whole projection thing, I think. Yeah, and making it seamless. That's what I like about yeah. it. They're seamless there. You can't tell it's a screen. Um, okay, so the windows on Main Street USA, which all six were supposed to be done by now, but now they've only done three, and that is Cinderella, Princess and the Frog, and help me out. Peter Pan? <laughs> yes, Cinderella, Peter Pan. Peter Pan, yeah. Yeah. Uh, pretty cool. Yeah, they are fun to see. They're really neat to see. They last a long... you got to wait a lot longer between scenes than I thought you would have to. Yeah, because they kind of like fall in on themselves and create a new scene. It's like a moving diorama. But yeah, it lets you enjoy one scene for several minutes before moving to the next one. should have a button. Oh, it really should should be, yeah. (laughs) Kids would be like, push the button, push the button, push the button. (laughs) Okay. But it really is like three or four minutes. And that doesn't sound long until you're standing there going... (laughs) Okay, I'm waiting for it to change. I want to see it change. <laughs> Is it broken? Yeah. <laughs> but I think they're a cool addition. Um, but at the end of Main Street is that castle. Bling! <laughs> yeah. It had more than I even thought. Like, you get up close and you're like, oh, there are, like, like jewels hanging off the side of it. And But, you know, it's not as bad as I... I was talking to some girls last night and they were all, like... I really like it. I think it's so pretty. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe they're like, it reminds me of like if a princess was having a big wedding or a celebration and they would, you know, doll up the castle, it would look like that. And I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe I'm being too hard on it. No, it reminds me of RuPaul having a <laughs> princess castle. <laughs> nah. No, it, it, I thought it looked fine. And, and you only, you only turned 60 once. That's right. <laughs> right. 60 is the new 40. Exactly. The more I saw it, I was like, this looks good. This looks good. Um, as promised, we stopped by every single photo op that they had set up for Those the 60th. Those were kind of cool to They see. were cool. There were six of them. Some were okay. My mother was really impressed by the one with the uh, Bugs Life one. 
Yeah, yeah. My sister was like, how did they do that? And I was trying to, like, show her the cutout, but I still think yeah. it took her a second to realize what was yeah, happening. Yeah, they really were seamless. And even, like, the roller coaster one, uh, the California Screaming one was really good. So, yeah, those were fun. Yeah, good, they were. Good things. Uh, man, they did so much for the 60th. It was crazy. Uh, the merchandise, w- like, someone vomited navy and silver <laughs> all over that first room of World of Disney. <laughs> and some was nice. And some was horrible. Some was <laughs> the worst <laughs> thing I've ever seen. My eyes. My eyes. Yeah. If you don't follow us on Facebook. Navy's not easy. Na- Navy's, <laughs> Navy's, Navy, uh, Navy's harsh. I want that on a TV I love show. Navy. Or a TV show. A t-shirt. Navy's not easy. <laughs> Navy's not easy. It's Navy easy. and diamonds. I mean. <laughs> it's easy being green. but Is Navy na- like the official color of 60th? That's a good question. I mean, everything. I knew it's like the Diamond Jubilee thing when it's your 60th, but. Maybe just diamonds go best with Navy. I love silver and Navy. Like, I love that combination. I mean, the thing they did for the 50th was kind of nice with all the little gold characters all over the castle and things. Uh Uh, That was kind of nice, but the the Navy thing kind of, it's irritating looking. Well, don't get me wrong. I bought a lot of 60th merchandise. I'm not going to lie. But some of it I would never touch with the 10-foot pole. We, um... I was going to say, if you don't follow us on Facebook or Twitter already, go there, and I'm modeling a really awesome 60th anniversary jacket that is all blinged out. And no, we did not purchase it. I was tempted, but I didn't. No, I wasn't even tempted. Uh, <laughs> it's something you would see like – like if you used to watch The Nanny back with Fran Drescher back in the day, it's something she would have worn on that show back in the mid-90s. It's all blinged out from queens you know kind of a thing yeah several people commented like while i was trying to take the picture of you they were walking by and they were like that's a nice jacket that is some jacket and then i got some people saying work it yeah because i was yeah, doing yeah. some model poses okay well let's set the record straight while we're talking about merchandise so a few episodes ago episodes ago for our 50th we promised a giveaway and jeremy had the great idea to wait until christmas basically and give it away for our 60th episode i'm killing two birds with one stone there you it's go. thanksgiving <laughs> so i'm gonna set the record straight we posted a picture of that jacket and i think some people really thought that that is what we're giving away <laughs> we are not i thought that <laughs> oh no we purchased a very nice coffee mug that is navy and the handle is shaped like a d which stands for both disneyland and diamond because it was everywhere and, and- it's the end there. <laughs> and it's got a picture of the castle all decked out for 60th. It is very nice. I actually bought one for myself. Um, and we are still giving that away. So if you are interested in that, send an email to comments at madchatters.net. And in the subject line, put something like 60th sweepstakes or 60th giveaway, something like that. And we will enter your name in the drawing. And you still have seven weeks to enter. So you <laughs> so, better hurry. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Do not delay. <laughs> okay, so what else? Um, I saw on your first day that you had a, some sort of medical emergency. Can you please? Because I still don't know what happened. I just saw the picture. I was like, oh, no. Monday okay. was maybe the worst day I've had at a Disney park. It got better. It got better. Well, clearly. Jeremy, you're dying, you're dying to tell it. All right, I'll tell my version, and then you can tell your version. Okay. okay. Are they that different? <laughs> well, maybe. I don't think so. So we actually, just by coincidence, when we booked our flights, Derek coming from Nashville, and I, I was flying out of Miami, and we both 
connected in Houston and took the same plane from Houston to Orange County Airport, uh, which again was total coincidence. We didn't realize we did that till after we booked it. So we meet in Houston and we board the plane and it's Southwest. So I'm by the window, Derek's in the middle seat, and it's about a three-hour flight um, across you know the Southwest. So we're going along, talking, having a good time. Well, about an hour before landing, I can tell Derek is like uncomfortable. But I have been friends with Derek long enough now to know you don't ask Derek, are you okay? Or if you do, <laughs> don't ask That's numerous true. times, you know, <laughs> because he gets very frustrated with you asking questions and trying to help. So yeah. I was just like, oh, is everything all right? And he made comment, well, my stomach just is hurting. And so I said, well, I have some Pepto-Bismol things if, you know, if you would like some. Yeah, he, so he took some, blah, blah, blah. But then I still noticed – he was in a lot of pain. So I just said, I'm not going to ask. I'm just going to let it go. Um, so we land and he's telling me, boy, it just really hurts. And, and I'll let him describe the exact kind of pain to you. I mean, it felt, it wasn't like I need to throw up and it wasn't like I need to go to the bathroom. It was like my stomach was eating itself. Like there is a virus in my stomach, a parasite that is eating my stomach weight. You and, said it. It was like constant cramps, and I, and I what, feel yeah. bad comparing it to labor because I'm sure I'm 100% positive that labor <laughs> is worse, but like it's the only thing I had to compare it to. It felt like just constant contractions in my stomach, and it and hurt so, so bad. So we, uh, we get into the, the super shuttle. We took a super shuttle from the airport to our hotel, and even though we had been flying all morning through the magic of time zones, it was only like 10 o'clock. Yeah, we, we landed it, at 10. In the morning. So we get to the hotel by 11. Of course, our rooms aren't ready. Our room's not ready. So Wait, we- you forgot. <laughs> you forgot the part. Okay, so I had actually been d- tested positive for strep the day before we left. Two days before we left. So I was on antibiotics, but I still had like a lot of congestion and stuff. So we get to the airport w- waiting for our shuttle. And I'm sitting on a bench. My stomach is killing me. And then my nose starts bleeding. I'm like, this <laughs> oh, is no. the worst day of my life. <laughs> Dying. He so really I'm sitting in the shuttle, like oh, oh, pinching my <laughs> nose with the Kleenex. My natural nature, natural nature, is, yeah. uh, as opposed is to your unnatural nature, to say, Derek, are you okay? What can I do to help you? Let's fix this. That's just how I am. But again, I'm friends with Derek, so I know he's not going to be receptive to that. So he's sitting there going, oh, it sucks, and I just have to stand there and go. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. And that's what so, I want you to say instead of see, instead of your instead of your normal comment, which is, "Well, the worst day at Disneyland is the best day of anywhere. Best day any better than any. Wait, the worst day at Disneyland is better than any day anywhere else." And I'm like, "You're not making me feel better in this moment. Please stop talking." So we finally get to the hotel. The room is not ready, so we leave our luggage there and decide to go to the park. And at this point, I'm feeling okay. I think it's like the adrenaline, like, oh, we're here. Like Jeremy says, the worst day at Disneyland. <laughs> so it's like, let's do it. I think, I think I'm good to go. So first off, we go over to California Adventure. And we go to the Cove Bar, which is right there in Paradise Pier. And they're famous for their lobster nachos. And so it's around noon. It's time for lunch. Let's go have some of these lobster nachos. And I want to explain why we did lunch first. Because by this time, I've diagnosed the problem. Oh, yes, yes. He's self-medicated himself. Yes. So I've taken, like, four antibiotics and then three or four Claritin Ds and those Pepto-Bismol pills all while eating, like, 
a granola bar and some peanuts. <laughs> and so he drinking had, an like, apple juice. All this medicine on an empty stomach. That's what we've diagnosed this as. Right, right. So we go into the Coke bar and we sit down. And the food comes and we, we share the nachos because it's a big plate. And um, towards the end of the meal, Derek starts to not feel well again. And I kid you not, he starts having a baby right there in the middle of the Coke bar. And, and he's like, oh, oh, it just hurts so bad. Oh, oh. And then he's like stretching himself in the chair because he's like, it feels better when I stretch out. And, and I'm not the type to get embarrassed in public easily. But the I'm so waiter, sorry. I'm so sorry. The waiter keeps coming by and asking us stuff. Derek's and Derek's up. like, yes, we're fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did. I did. And so finally, I go, why don't you go outside and lie down on a bench and I'll pay for the bill. I'll take care of everything and I'll just meet you out there. Okay. So, so to my surprise, he accepts that, you know, yeah. usually. Uh, no, I think, I actually think that was my idea. I think I was like, I just need to get out of here. But well, either way. Well, all I know is during the meal at one time, at one point, he's in the middle of a contraction and he goes, he goes, oh. Uh, stop looking at me! Ah! <laughs> I was like, I can't, I can't do anything right in this moment. Oh, <laughs> oh, I, I really was such a jerk, but I was like, I could have been much worse, for the record. But I, I was looking into the distance, and it hurt so bad. And for like ten solid seconds, I felt Jeremy's eyes on me, and I was like, I don't want to be seen in this moment right now. Well, they were looks of concern, obviously. I know, I know they were, but so. Anyways, Derek exits the... I mean, I really do feel bad for you because you just wanted to help. I did. And I I totally get that, and I appreciate it, but just at the moment, I was like, he can't do anything. I mean... Well, now, this is the moment I wish I would have taken a picture, and I didn't (laughs) because I feared for my life from Derek, but I walk out of the restaurant, and across the pathway, there's a couple of benches, and Derek is full out laid across the bench, like... Feet up off the ground, laying there going, oh. No, by that point, I felt great. People people walking by. And I just immediately, I was like, uh-uh. I, this is the funniest thing. Like, why am I not? I saw you I 30 care? feet away, and I just remember saying, like, pretty loudly, I don't even care. Because I felt, <laughs> like, once I laid down, it went away. So then, I'm th- I, in my mind, I'm thinking, what can we do? I mean, because seriously, at this point, in all seriousness, I was thinking like we're probably going to have to go to an emer- to like an an ER or an urgent care center or something because this has been going on for a few hours. It doesn't look like it's going to end. Like he's in a lot of pain, and uh, you know, I mean, Disney vacation or not, you don't want to suffer like that. So I'm like, what are we going to do? You know, the hotel room's not ready. We can't go back there. And so I said, why don't we go? see if they have a first aid place which i knew you know i think every disney park has a first aid area i didn't know exactly what they would have inside but surely it's better than the bench out here in the public oh my gosh and like the sun was just (laughs) beaming on me like 95 degrees so we go up to the first aid center which the cold bar is in the very back of the park first aid is all the way in the front halfway to the the first day, Derek says, I got to lie down again. Hold on. And so he lies down on a bench, has a few minutes of, uh, of uh, relief. Relief. That's a good word for it. And um, we finally get up to first aid. 
they have like a little hospital ward in there with all kinds of beds and Derek goes in and explains to the nurse what's wrong. She takes his temperature. She wasn't very helpful. Well, first we walk in and she made some sort of joke. And I knew it was going to be one of those conversations. And I, I did not have time for that. So I was like, I wanted to like spell out everything I could ever need to answer in five seconds. So I could just go lay down. So it was like, my stomach hurts really bad. And I think it's because I took a lot of medicine on my stomach. I just need to lay down. And she was like, sure. So he goes and lies down. And then she was like, your temperature's a little high, but it's hot outside. And you need to drink water. And she leaves. <laughs> she left. I'm like, you are the nurse. Chica, go get me some freaking water. So then I, I had to go out there and I was like, um, where can I get water? And she was like, oh, yeah, yeah, here, right here. So anywho, I, I tell Derek, lay he, you know, lie down, relax, let it pass. I could tell he was already feeling a little bit of relief once he kind of got settled down. It's just when I, when I lay down, it was yeah. like a billion times better. So I left. I said, well, I'm going to go out and walk around in the park. You stay here as long as you need to. But he was only in there for like 15, 20 minutes. Sounds like you just had a large turd. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you. <laughs> no, it really wasn't medicine because I laid down for about 10 minutes. And I think by that point, the lunch reached my stomach. Uh -huh. And so I sat up. I kind of tested the waters. I walked around a little bit. And I'm like, okay, I think it's finally gone. Yeah. And sure enough, it didn't hurt the rest of the day. I promise you, I promise you I know the difference. It was the most intense pain in that area I've ever felt in my life. Oh, so he my was gosh. he was fine afterwards and fine for the rest of the week. We just made sure, you know, or he made sure that he ate whenever he took his medicine. But exactly. That's why it says Oh no no no. No, we checked no. the pills. You can take with or without food. I'm gonna sue that nurse practitioner <laughs> hey, who prescribed me that. Well uh, ciao. Anyways, it was it was an interesting start to the Disney trip, uh, <laughs> and I'm glad we can laugh about it now. But in the moment, we could not laugh about it, no. or at least I didn't have the guts to laugh about it because he I really. I definitely did not have the guts. <laughs> wah, wah. Uh, but uh, so Derek survived. Uh, yes, and gave birth well. in Disney, and uh, I still had like congestion problems the rest of the week. But I would happily take that over whatever <laughs> I had on Monday. So. so, but hey, we got to see the first aid room. So. Yeah, and, and shout out, I really only knew about that because I've been with Matt and Jessica, and they have the baby and been to the baby centers and things, so. Oh, yeah. yeah. There you um, go. Okay, well, let's talk about food. I think those are some of our main highlights throughout the week. So, Monday we did the lobster nachos, which I, I still was able to enjoy, even though I was having a child. And <laughs> they were wonderful. Yeah, and we were talking before we started recording, we were talking about somebody eating a hot pepper and these nachos had pepper I saw they had raw jalapenos on them no, they weren't jalapenos they were not jalapenos I forgot the name of them but they're Serrano? like yes yeah yeah, yeah that was yeah. it yeah oh my gosh they're like they're hotter than jalapenos so much hotter yes and cuz I ate them and I was like you know and I can I like spicy things I can eat spicy stuff and but boy, those started to light me up. And I even said, just raw jalapenos are a right, little right. too much for me. See, no, I can do a raw jalapeno, but boy, them things. And but I ate them; they were good to me. But they, I was kind of sweating eating them. They were, mm. they were, they were they had some kick. Wow, I didn't get a single one. I don't think so. it's probably for the best. Yeah, in that moment, it probably <laughs> was. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that night, Jeremy had his first note, <laughs> first mud pie from oh, Flo's V8 Cafe. My gosh. I got this suggestion from another podcast. They were raving about them. So I said, oh, I want to try one of these. So good. It was almost like a like a 
almost like a chocolate graham crackery kind of a crust. Or like, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. A um, chocolate graham cracker crust. Yeah, but it wasn't as thick as graham <laughs> crust. It, it was more like a chocolate cookie crust, I guess, is be a better yeah, way. Yeah, that'd be better. It. Yeah. Um, and then it had like a brown, like a, a brownie like shell in the crust. Almost like a chocolate cream cheese texture. Like if yeah. you bite into it and it leaves your teeth prints in it, you know? Yeah. 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 Okay. But then in the middle of that, then, was like a chocolate fudge filling okay. it was a lot of chocolate it was a lot of chocolate and it was like the size like bigger than the palm of your hand yeah it was probably like a saucer plate size kind of a, that like a for like a teacup that kind yeah. of yeah 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 or a small bread maybe a little smaller than a bread plate at dinner this is so descriptive <laughs> it really is <laughs> but it's important because jeremy had three of them i had three of them throughout the week oh my god they were so they gotta good. be good i had oh one bite gosh. and it was amazing i don't know how he ate three of them though oh, they're so, so rich and the one day i had it for breakfast and it really made me feel like i was gonna vomit during aladdin but i regret nothing it was so yeah, good it really was good i on the other hand waited until we got to the fireworks and the parade because i wanted one of the specialty fall like mickey mouse rice krispie treats and it was toffee and chocolate and it was super good exactly what i needed in that moment mm-hmm. um okay so then came tuesday which was our club 33 day matt you didn't know we were yes. going to club 33 damn, did damn you? <laughs> <laughs> well yes. in my defense I, literally i'm literally I, crying Oh. oh Matt, I seriously I was not like sobbing, but when Jessica said that, I was like, "Don't even show it to me." I, I know, it. Matt, for I real. I I almost didn't want to tell you because, like, <laughs> I knew obviously if you had known, you no. would have wanted to come. I'm and... so glad you all got to experience it. <laughs> no, in my defense, Matt, I would have told you, but I didn't know until Saturday because Tuesday we had a reservation for Carthay Circle, and Derek called me on Saturday before we left on Monday and was like, "Hey, I got bad news." I had to cancel our Carthay Circle um, reservation. And my thought was like, oh, okay. But I'm thinking like, was it the money? Like he just was like, I don't really have the money to spend. You know, we're going to Napa Rose as well, blah, blah, blah. And then he was like, because I got us a reservation at Club 33. And I was like, what? You said, like, shut up. Yeah. I, like, I mean, I was in shock. Even like the rest of that night, like I was like, I'm going to be in Club 33 like it just did not set in until we rang the doorbell and walked in it was amazing so a little backstory i actually found that out that this was going to be a possibility on july 4th because i was at my family reunion and my cousin mentioned that she knows someone um if you were listening right now jonathan we cannot thank you enough yes for this reservation it was a highlight for sure but anyway jonathan i hate you Uh, but hey, anyway, don't bite the hand. He might he might feed you later. I didn't want to tell Jeremy for two reasons. One, I knew he'd be crushed if it didn't work out, and at this point, it was not a guarantee at all. And two, I didn't want to hear every other day. Did you hear anything yet, cousin? <laughs> Did you, yeah. Have you heard anything? And I didn't find out until for sure until the Friday before we left, and then we didn't find out for sure when our reservation was until the day before it happened. Like we had landed in we were in Houston, I think, at the airport when I got the email. I was like, oh, okay, it's tomorrow. Great. Um, but so, he's, a, he's yeah. a Club 33 member. He was able to get us in, which is the only way, if you don't know, Club 33 is a private club in New Orleans Square. Walt Disney had the idea for a private club in Disneyland when he was at the World's Fair in 1964. Um, different things I've read 
say about the cost of what it is to be a member, but it's thousands of dollars uh, to get your membership, and then it's an annual fee as well. Yeah. And the only way to get a reservation in there is to be a member or know a member and have them make the reservation for you. Right, and I think if you're making reservations for non-members, you can only do so many per year. So I was like, I mean, I totally understand if this person we don't know does not want to you know, use one of his reservations on this. But, you know, we're really glad he did. So you walk into Club 33. First off, you have to ring the bell. The entrance is there on or in New Orleans Square. And uh, you ring the bell, and they come over the intercom and you say i have a reservation blah 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 and they let you in and you walk in right in, right inside the door is the table or is the check-in desk and there's a person waiting there for you and then they call down the uh, hostess and she takes you into the courtyard that used to be the court of angels and now it's i guess it's still technically it's the court still, of angels. i think there was still a sign that said yeah yeah but now it's a part of club 33 so it's like this little uh inner court where there's nice stairs and it's all, you know, very quiet and lovely. And she gives you some water and a Cucumber towel, water. Cucumber water and a towel. Oh, to, naturally. Yeah. <laughs> to kind of, you know, cleanse yourself. And whenever you're ready, then. <laughs> perform, perform a, you know, cleansing ceremony. <laughs> Ritual purification. Yeah. Yes. Before the sacrifice is made. And uh, <laughs> then she takes you in the elevator up. Um, and let me just say, floor. sacrifices were made financially at this restaurant. <laughs> yes. Oh, so yeah. when the Ooh. elevator doors open, first thing you see as you walk out, step out of the elevator, to your left and to your right are display cabinets, ornate. I mean, everything, of course, is beautifully decorated. Now, I'm not talking about your local bargain bin uh, kind of display, but a display of Miami establishment, <laughs> <laughs> big lots or whatever. Um <laughs> Club 33, exclusive Club 33 merchandise that is available oh, for wow. sale. So, And our eyes did that cartoon, like, mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want so everything. We purchased some things, which we'll talk about at the end of our meal. But uh, they sat us at the table, and we were the first ones in the restaurant that day, and the only ones for about an hour into our meal. And, uh, yeah, we sat down. It was a beautiful little dining room, uh, well-themed. The thing I liked about it, I had read up a little bit before we got there on some of the artwork that's hanging there that's, you know, original Mark Davis artwork and those kind of things that, again, nobody ever sees unless you're in Club 33. You're not going to find this anywhere else. So it was kind of cool to feel like one of the privileged few to see that kind of thing. And uh, after we were seated, they told us, feel free to go step out on the balcony. And so we went out there and I waved at the peasants below us. Mm -hmm. as, uh, oh, the yeah. simpletons. The commoners. <laughs> <laughs> But Derek, you want to talk about what we ate? Sure, yeah. Uh, so they had, for lunch at least, I don't know what the dinner menu was like, but you could either order a three-course meal or a four-course meal. And there was only a $10 difference between the two. And so I got a four-course. I talked Jeremy into getting a four-course so he could get the cheese plate and share with me, which he was so nice yeah. to do. Um, and I can tell you what we ordered if you would like to hear. For our first course, we both got the sautéed asparagus with black truffle vinaigrette and fennel coulis. Which was amazing. Everything was just the best it could possibly be, you know? Yeah, yeah, we didn't mean to order the same thing. I just, I ordered second and wasn't paying attention to what Derek ordered. And I ordered 
that we would have probably gotten some different things to try, yeah. but the asparagus was amazing. It really it was. was. It was white asparagus. Oh, man, it was so good. Very okay, good. and every course, you know, there was, like, time in between each one, and it was funny because we had this, the only person in the room with us for a long time was a guy I called Lurch because he just <laughs> constantly stood by our table without saying anything. Like, even when we went out on the balcony and set our napkins on the table, when we came back, they were refolded in our chair, the napkins were. Oh, no. And That's like. Funny. And and I felt like we had to whisper the whole time because I'm like he's listening to our conversation, and then yep. when he came and refilled our drinks, we would just stop. And eventually, I was like, okay, let's just keep talking. This is awkward when we stop and wait for him to fill our drinks. He really was like the stereotypical butler that you would see right, right. in. But I felt like the Dowager Count- Countess in Downton Abbey. <laughs> I mean, I was all being bougie, and uh, yeah. yeah, it was wonderful. And of course, every meal they would take our plate and give us brand new silverware based on whatever we ordered for the next course. Um, so after that, our second course, Jeremy had the cheese plate, and I had a salad of frise with coastal strawberries, avocado, pistachio, and buttermilk dressing. Which I thought was very strange because, like, usually a salad with strawberries has a vinaigrette, but this is a buttermilk. That sounds delicious. I like salad. I like strawberries and salad with blue cheese dressing. Oh, okay. And then the avocados, that to me is more like a Santa Fe type salad, but, oh my gosh, it was so good. It was on the cheese plate, like American singles. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, there was a goat cheese that I really liked, um, and there was, like, a... Well, it wasn't American cheese, obviously, but it was like a, a mild cheddar, like a ah. white cheddar. And then yeah. there was a very pungent cheese as well that I did not care for. Hmm. Was I don't think I cheese? tried the pungent. Or like yes, in the uh, yes, there Rockford was, or something? There was like a blue cheese. I forget exactly the kind it was. Is that the one you didn't like? No, there was. I think there was four cheeses on there. The one remember. I didn't like was just so... Yeah, fruit or like chutney or anything on it? Yeah, I had some dates and those kind of things. Mm, uh, and a little cool. bit of... Well, we had a cheese plate at Napa Rose as well. So I'm I know. I'm getting them mixed up. Oh, we had bread. There was bread first, right? I don't oh, remember. my gosh. The bread was so good. It was like was it the like? consistency of angel food cake. It was that oh, light, right. light bread. It oh, that really was good. Bread. But I, yeah. did, I only had one piece because I was afraid there was going to be a ton of food. So I didn't want to fill up. I forgot about that. That was good. Um, okay, so for the main course, Jeremy had the petite filet mignon with tender haricot verts and cabernet jus. Harry Covert. Harry Covert. That's what I said. <laughs> Dang it! I looked up pronunciations of all the other words except for the ones Jeremy ordered. It was great. Harry it Covert. was really good, though. Um, I had the special of the day, which was the iron iron seared swordfish with mm. royal red shrimp in a sun gold tomato broth. Out of this world, so wow. good. And How was the, the fillet was good too. Oh, it was it was so tender. It was one of those fillets that you know just melts in your mouth, kind of. A, what did he? What he put a dollop of something on the side? Yeah, there was like a some oh, sort of sauce, some kind of a sauce. Truffle butter? No, no, it wasn't steak butter. But but I didn't. I tried it, but I didn't even. I liked the steak better without it. Okay, it its own marinade. Uh, my favorite was when I didn't even use the knife because it, the the fish just fell apart with the with the fork. But when he when Lurch took our silverware away, the first thing he said, I said, um, "Can I ask what this was for?" And he said, "Oh, it's a knife." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "Thank but you." But then, to his credit, he said, "A fish knife." Right. He, after a few <laughs> seconds, he left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is this? What what this dinglehopper thing? We just eat with our just fingers. Put things in our mouth. And then for dessert, Jeremy had the molten chocolate cake with vanilla bean marshmallows and cafe au lait ice cream. 
by this point, I cannot eat another bite, and yet I somehow managed to put this cake away. It was good. At least half it was good. I think you had too much bread. Yeah, I did have too much bread. Chocolate molten cake, though. That sounds like something you get like a a chili. (laughs) (laughs) But it's Club 33, and it was good. It was presented. The plating was much better than chilies. Yeah. Um, I had the monkey bread. Yeah, Wait. you want to make fun Disney? of mine? He had monkey what? bread. This, I is had, like, this is what Disney is doing to desserts. No, stop. I had the monkey <laughs> bread. Do you like the chocolate pudding cup or the yogurt? <laughs> I had the monkey bread with old-fashioned vanilla ice cream, and it had like a white chocolate, um, like a really thin thing on it, and then some candied pecans. It was like bread pudding-y? No, it was like monkey bread, because the ice cream was on the side. Okay. Yeah. Um, hold on. Let me find the menu because I can tell you what the other options were. Like, it's not like we ordered the most simple things on the menu. They had like a peach cobbler was one of them, I think. Okay. Um, one of the desserts was an organic chocolate marquee, marquise, with passion fruit sorbet. Um, mm-hmm. One was a creme brulee. This is what I almost got. Creme brulee with blueberry compote, blueberry ginger soda, and pecans. Ooh. So, I, yeah, I kind of wish I'd gotten that, but the, the monkey bread was really good. I don't know. I just felt like that would be something fun to order. But monkey overall, bread. one of the best meals, if not the best meal. So, towards the end I've of the meal, had. Derek gets up and uses the restroom. <laughs> and he comes back, and then I get up and I use the restroom. And first off, the restroom alone was worth the visit because it was just so nice and eloquent, eloquent, <laughs> elegant. <laughs> Unlike elegant. the way I speak. <laughs> and fancy and um i'm surprised there was not an attendant in there yeah. well i'm glad I there wasn't because we done stole everything in there and uh <laughs> because they had first off they had um like well derek thought they were washcloths but they ended up being shoe shine like a, uh, a shoe i thought they were handkerchiefs thing. handkerchiefs yeah and I looked, and they didn't say Club 33 on them, so I didn't take one. And then they had a bottle of something. What did you think it was? It, it was hand sanitizer. No, it was mouthwash. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, shoot. I keep telling people it's hand sanitizer. <laughs> it was mouthwash. So I did refresh my mouth with the mouthwash. But then they had they two had, floss picks as well. Yes. And they had, um, like, Paper towels, but it was like really good quality paper towels. And they had the Club 33 emblem emblazed on them. So I take two or three of those and stuff those in my pocket. And had I worn pants that weren't as tight, I would have taken more. Because I didn't want to be noticeable, you know, that I got a pocket full of paper towels. So anyways. Matt was like falling out of his pants. <laughs> Needless to say, once we got outside, I was like, I have a confession to make. I stole the paper towels out of the bathroom and Derek was like, me too. I have a bunch as well. So we stole all that out of uh, the bathroom. But I then, only took one for the record. But. After our meal, we went shopping at the Club 33 store, which again, this is exclusive stuff you can only buy in Club 33 or on eBay. Um, but we both got a nice Club 33 pin that not only is it Club 33, but it's limited edition for the 60th anniversary. They only made 2,000. Only made 2,000 of them. So that's something, you know, down the road that's going to be nice to have uh, as far as being a limited time thing, even though it is kind of gaudy and ugly. Um, we but both, the box is so nice. Yeah. We both got Mickey ears, Club 33 Mickey ears. Nice. And Derek got a Club 33 mug mug which is like it looks like maybe 16 or 20 ounces it's a taller one mm-hmm. but and the gift bags they came in are very nice they're like legit 
Can I ask for the meal alone um, how much you dropped individually? Uh, what's your guess? Because it was actually less than what I thought it would be. Oh, my guess? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 150. No. For the three course, it was 70, and for the four course, it was 80. That's not bad. No. No, wasn't bad at all. Not at all. And then um, we dropped, Derek dropped like 150 (laughs) at the shop. (laughs) I spent more for merchandise. Oh, never mind, because I bought yours. Yeah, as a birthday present. That's right, that's right. So never mind. I was going to say I bought more on merchandise, spent more on merchandise than meal and tip, but I did not. So we spent a few hours in there. Uh, well, two hours, I guess. Probably two right. hours, yeah. Which was nice because that was our one rainy day. So it's like we might as well eat a meal for a while. Yeah. And the funny part was after we left and we were high on Club 33 and we're walking, going back to the hotel room. Jeremy was crying. Um, we were both like, wow, we'll probably never go back in there again. And then I realized we forgot our umbrellas <laughs> inside. And so I was like, I get to go back inside. Yeah. <laughs> so... I had to go back and get our umbrellas. But um, anyways, it was just a wonderful meal overall and a nice. wonderful experience. Um, and then we went back to DCA and got to meet Oswald, which he was introduced to the parks like right after we left last year. So that was kind of fun to get to meet that him for the fun. first time. We rode the subs for the first time, mm. which are something I probably won't ride again, but they're there. Yeah, it's yep. fun, but I, I just feel like it could be so much more. I feel like even just putting real fish in that thing, yeah. uh, we go so... There's there's no real fish. It's all just the Nemo fish, you know. And the, right. And I'm like, it would be nice if you're kind of like how they do at Epcot, where it has the projections into the tanks. Like yeah. if you had some real fish swimming around there that you get to see as well, yeah. it'd be kind of cool. But if you're claustrophobic, it is definitely not the attraction for you. Oh my gosh, yeah. How they still can run this thing, I don't know. Because you know people are fat, and you have to get into this little hole to get down into the subs. And I know people that would get stuck. And then once you're down there, like it is dark, and you don't have a lot of space. It it really is like a sub. Don't don't let it think. Don't think it's a Disney-fied version because it's not. Yeah. Um, okay. So as I was about to head over to World of Color, I needed something a little sweet, and so I got one of their fall uh, special things going on, which was a spiced bunt cake, and it was like a little individual bunt cake that was sort of like carrot cake, but more like a spice cake, and. Super good. The icing in the middle was oh, perfect. I had one later in the week as well, and they were fabulous. Um, okay, so Wednesday that night we went to Trader Sam's. This was our first time there. We had been there last year, but it's like first come first serve, and there weren't tables. Um, but this year we sat outside, and we thought of you, Matt, because of course it's like the Polynesian tiki thing. Okay, yeah. I'll be honest. We thought of you all week, and we really wish you had been we there. We did. But Aww. we got there at dusk, so it was light outside. There were two musicians playing, like, Hawaiian music. So perfect with their guitar. Torches then, started to be lit. Yeah, and Aww. then we were there, like, at the perfect time because it became nightfall. And so the torches, well, half of them came on and then blew out. But they were on, <laughs> nonetheless. <laughs> and it, uh, it really was, like, Matthew Price heaven. It really was. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. I got the Kahlua pulled pork flatbread. It had barbecue sauce. Oh, my gosh. It was mm. good. So good. And I got the pulled pork sandwich, I think. Yeah, right? that's right. That's right. Yeah. With fries. With yeah. the slaw on there. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of a nice thing because we had been at Knott's Berry Farm that day and we needed like a kind of a taste of Disney. So we walked around the Disneyland Hotel and stuff like that. How was that shooting ride at the Knott's Berry Farm? That was so on to be Thursday, like- we... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, uh, it was actually... Actually, the shooting ride was my favorite was of fun, everything yeah. we did. The the shooting ride was fun and the log flume ride is fun. Yeah, the rest yeah. of Knott's Berry Farms is ridiculously overhyped. Bad. Lame. Yeah, lame. Mm. It's just like a Six Flags. We did ride. 
Our first, first off, we got there for rope drop, okay, at Knott's Berry. <laughs> there were less than 50 people. <laughs> I kid you not, like, <laughs> we, yeah. for like the first hour or two we were in the park, I was like, how are they affording to, to open this? Because there are so many workers doing nothing. And there's it like 20 people in the whole park. But we went to the first roller coaster, and it's one of those that just like shoots you off. And I don't know, maybe I just felt like like we were so quiet because there was nobody around. So we're just like really quiet. Let's go ride this. And so we go and we sit down. And all of a sudden, it's a shoo. And I mean, it like woke us both up. <laughs> I mean, was... I'm not kidding. The rock and roller coaster is the most intense I've ever been on. This felt twice <laughs> as intense as the rock. I said, oh my God. Gosh! <laughs> like I laughed so hard because Derek didn't realize he did it, but like as soon as it shot off, like he just like instinctively like put his arms out and tried to grab something. <laughs> like he was like, oh, oh, like a child. <laughs> yeah, it really crazy. And then the rest of the ride, I was spent like in a daze. Like what yeah. just happened that yeah. I completely missed the rest of the coaster? <laughs> we were like, maybe not something like that this early in the morning. Yeah, but um, yeah, not Spray Farm. I don't it's know okay. people. People really talk about it a lot, and I just wasn't that impressed. I, yeah. And again, and, and to me, like, you have, like, Disney, and then, you know, like, we talk about Universal and how, well, it's not Disney, you know, blah, blah. But I would say Universal trumps not Well, they're very not far. really, like, the same category to me. No, and you just kind of feel like, I don't know, it just felt old to me. And, like, you could tell they didn't do a lot of upkeep as far as, like, the paint and the Mm -hmm. dust. And it just felt... Lots of Germex was used. Yeah, it just felt kind of old and gross. Yeah. Um, Even in, like, the little... Like, they're known for their fried chicken. So I was like, well, I got to eat their fried chicken at least to say I tried it. When we went into their little fried chicken restaurant... And it just, again, it just felt old and... It was like a nursing home cafeteria. It really was. <laughs> oh, no. And the yeah. food wasn't much better either. In no, they opinion. bring you, like, the plastic bowl of salad, and it's just lettuce and ranch, you know, like... <laughs> nursing home food. Yeah, yeah it, it really, really was. was. Here's your jello with fruit in it. My chicken tenders were, like, worse than what you'd buy in the freezer section at Walmart. Anyway, so, let's move on from that. It was it was an okay day, but it was kind of nice because we got to bed early that night, which I really needed because my sickness was like, ugh. We but, got okay. to knots. Well, first of all, we got to knots at ten. We left at three, and yeah. we did everything. Yeah, there you go. Pretty much. Um, Thursday was like really the first sunny day we had at Disneyland, which was nice. So I took lots of pictures because just pictures are better when there aren't you know overcast clouds everywhere, overcast skies. Um, for lunch, we went to the Jolly Holiday Bakery. Um, because, okay, on the very top of my bucket list was, I'm not lying, the top of my list was this fried green tomato sandwich, which Guy Selga mentioned on our podcast, but I had already wanted to try because everyone raves about it, and it really does look good if you've ever seen a picture. Nine days before we went, Disneyland tweeted, hey, have you tried the fried green tomato? It's a favorite sandwich, blah, 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 blah. We get there, and it is not on the menu. Oh no! And well, so they tweeted. Yeah. Uh, I saw a guy tweet like two days before we left on that Saturday that he tweeted at Disneyland today. Is it true that the fried tomato sandwich is gone? And they tweeted back, "Yeah, it's no longer available." And so I sent that to Derek, and I was like, "So sorry to break the news to you." And sure enough, we got there, and it was gone. Yeah. So, oh, so we no. settled for Jolly Holiday, which is I, I really love it. That was my first Matterhorn Mac. Matterhorn macaroon of the week. I ended up having yeah. four <laughs> by the time the week was over because I bought four on our last night and took them home with me. 
So you both came back with type 2 diabetes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this this exactly. trip is definitely the theme is food because we yeah. ate a lot. I had the grilled cheese and tomato sandwich, which even though it was 100 degrees no, outside. No, no, you had the grilled cheese sandwich with tomato soup. What I say? Not the grilled cheese and tomato sandwich. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's grilled what you said. Sandwich. I thought, well, that's all right. <laughs> grilled cheese sandwich with tomato soup. And to be truthful, it wasn't didn't live up to the hype. I can't believe you got that because we ate outside and it was at least 90 degrees by that point. Yeah, but it, I, f- I think your local uh, Campbell's, what, is, what kind of soup is that? that, that like you the creamy to? tomato basil. Yeah, I've never had a grilled cheese anywhere but from somebody's house that I enjoyed. No yeah. matter how fancy they were supposed to be, they have always been underwhelming. You yeah, just but I'm... I mean, regular white bread and American cheese. It's all you need. Even the soup was not that great. So, anyways. Well, I was feeling the salad. I got the Jolly Holiday salad, and it, it comes with the strawberries and all that. Oh, my gosh. It was good. And exactly what I needed, like, because mm-hmm. we'd eaten a lot, like you said. And anyway. Oh, I, by this point in the trip as well, I've had several mint juleps as well from New Orleans Square. Very refreshing drink. Not too sweet, not too syrupy, but really, I recommend it. I, hmm. I actually... It's non-alcoholic because it's a, they don't sell alcohol in Disneyland. But it's wonderful. How is that a mint julep? Well, it's just like the mint, kind of the mint and lime flavored drink. Ah, okay. They call it a mint julep because it's New Orleans Square. I but, see. Uh, it's very refreshing. They come in a tin cup? No, it just comes in a normal cup. With uh, They have on there uh, an orange, orange or lemon slice. Orange slice. and uh, No, yeah, an orange slice and uh, cherry. Oh, it's not okay. a lime slice? No, it was like an orange slice, oh, I think. Okay. Yeah, orange slice. Um, before we get to dinner, I do want to mention that this was the first day we rode Space Mountain Ghost Galaxy. And one thing I have to say about this is, at the this takes your picture at the end of the attraction, <laughs> not the beginning. Which makes more sense to me, because you're like, ooh, in the action, and what's going to come next? The only problem is there are two cars connected, so it has to take two pictures and you've been in the dark for like three straight minutes. And we were in the back car both times. And as soon as that first flash goes off, we say, oh, my gosh, that was so bright. <laughs> and in both of our pictures, we're all, I wish we'd bought the second one because my eyes are wide open because I knew it was coming. And I'm trying to, like, not blink. <laughs> and Jeremy looks like a fly has just flown into his face or something. He's all like, Well, oh. you would think in 2015, Disney would work a camera that flashed at the same time instead of being a half second off because that half second the second car is blinking and responding to the flash <laughs> and it does not turn I out very we had bought it it made but me laugh okay so that night dinner was something i've been wanting to try for over a year now last february it was in my plans to do it i waited six months only to find out that the restaurant was closed while we were there so this was like my redemption i finally got to go and i talked jeremy into going with me and it was napa rose which is the one of the restaurants in the grand californian resort And we opted to do the chef's counter, which means you sit at the counter with one other couple. They seat four by four by four. And you are facing the kitchen, so you're able to talk with the chefs and watch them work. And if you have any questions, you are more than welcome to ask them, and they will answer you. Um, And what we did was we got there for our seating at 830, and the chef came up, and she gave us the option of ordering from the menu, but she also gave us the option of ordering from the chef's tasting menu, which means she would basically create our meal for us. And And we all chose that, all four of us. We sat by a nice couple from Denver. And so we all four chose the chef's tasting menu, and the only two questions she asked was, do you have any allergies? 
And is there anything you just really don't like? And at first we said no. And then as she was listing a few examples, she said sushi. And I was like, uh, maybe don't give me sushi. That's probably not my favorite thing in the world. Um, it was kind of funny, though. The woman at our table said, the only thing I had that I didn't like was one time I had octopus. And so the chef was like, well, where did you get it? And how did they cook it? And was it the texture you didn't like? And so sure enough, her first course, she gave her octopus kind of like a, you didn't like it there, but just wait till you try my octopus. Right, right. And the woman said she loved it. So we originally, the meal is supposed to be six courses, including the bread. We ended up with eight courses. Um, I was showing someone pictures today. It was actually nine. Nine courses. Yeah. It was, it was amazing. So much Matt, food. you would have loved this meal. And and I'm going to confess something here. As much as I loved Club 33, I actually enjoyed the meal experience of Napa Rose better than Club 33. Okay. I enjoyed the experience more for sure. I think if I took it course by course, I enjoyed Club 33 more. Yeah. But I, if I had to pick, though, to go back to Club 33 or Napa Rose, I'd go back to Napa Rose. It, it was really cool. And the reason we did the chef's counter, because I'm like, you know, I mean, it's one flat price. I don't know if we'll be back here again. It was one of the coolest things for sure. Like just being able to talk to the chef and like being presented with food that we had no idea what was coming mm. um, was a cool experience. So let's get to the courses. First, we started with the bread basket. Oh, my gosh. So good. <laughs> but I did not want to eat too much because we had a lot of food coming. But there were like lots of garlicky biscuit type things and like a garlic type cracker and then some wheat rolls. Oh, so good. And then we when then we had our amuse bouche, and this was was I think the only course where we all got the same thing. Yeah, and it was like a goat cheese mascarpone type mixture with pine nuts and peppers and peppers and some sort of Spanish sausage. Oh my gosh, though! So, like it sounds weird. It was it so was weird. So good. It's so good though. Like it I was. loved it. In fact, I caught myself craving it like the next day, and I'm kind of craving it now. All four of us were like, man, I don't know what that was, but it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it, it almost looked like some kind of like a Greek yogurt kind of a thing. Is yeah, what it, it kind of like. did. It had like a basil leaf sticking out of the top. But it had no sweetness to it at all. It was definitely a more savory. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. And then we had like our appetizers, I guess. So I had an heirloom tomato salad and it had like this little crustini with some tomatoes on top and then a bunch of tomatoes on the side it was good mm. very good and i had a little salad with a fried lobster thinger thing yeah almost more like tempura kind of yeah that sounds delicious yeah. yeah it looked really good did you like that oh i loved it okay so good okay so that's three then we had i had the best thing i ate all week and it was a scallop on like a potato puree basically mashed potatoes mm. and then there was like this broth around it with little chunks of lobster Oh my gosh, I could have just eaten that for the rest of the courses. It was so good. And I don't remember I don't, what you did. I don't remember what I had for that course. Okay. But that wasn't the meat course, right? No. No. I don't remember what I had that course. Okay, so that was number four. Number five, I got duck breast with mm. mushrooms and then a Pinot Noir reduction. Mmm. Oh, and we, this is the point where we were like, oh, this is our entree, finally. No, not even close. No, no, no. Because I had, like, a pork something during this uh, during this course as well. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. So that was five. Six was we had, like, a soup kind of in between the entrees. You really liked yours a lot. I loved it. I had, it was a uh, portobello mushroom soup, which apparently they're famous for, or that's their signature soup or whatever. So good. And I'm not a big portobello mushroom fan, but this was really, really good tasty 
Um, I had like a tomato something, but it was spicy. It wasn't like a creamy. It was creamy, but it wasn't. Um, and when we say soup too, it was just a little like it wasn't a like a bowl. It was a cup. Yeah, yeah I didn't even eat all mine because I'm like I, I want to save room. Um, and then for number seven was our main entree. I had an Angus beef ribeye, I think, oh. and then it came with beef cheeks all around it. Oh man. I'm not even a huge steak person, but I tore that thing down. It was good. <laughs> really and I good. had I had duck. No. Yeah. I or thought you had lamb. 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 Chop. That's right. Lamb. You're right. I had lamb, but it was with duck sausage. That's what it was. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yours was funny because it had the piece of lamb and then the, the bone that was like three times the length yeah. of the lamb sticking yeah. out of it. Yeah. It was yeah. Really good. Um, and then number eight was supposed to be dessert. But she said, you know, by this time, like, the kitchen's cleaned up. They are scrubbing and sanitizing all the counters. It's 1030 at night. Like, we'd been there for a few hours at this point. I think our chef was about to leave because I think she left after this course. But she was like, you know, we've got some cheese. Do you guys want us to put together a cheese plate for you before dessert? And we're all like, oh, I can't eat anymore. Yes, please give me that. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I do. And so we each got three cheeses, and I think the woman at our table and I had the same one, and then Jeremy and the man at our table had the same one. And it came with a little chutney, and then we got, like, pieces of raisin toast, kind of? Yeah, it was like a, like a, uh, like the kind of bread you use for bruschetta, but it was bruschetta? like a cinnamon bruschetta, but, um, you know, like the hard... Yeah, like, yeah, like crusty. Yeah. 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 But it had, like, raisins in it. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, and... The cheese I had on the left, it was called St. Andre, I think, and it was from France. Oh my gosh, so good. The other two were fine, but I even looked at the woman and I was like, how about that cheese on the left? And she too was like, yeah, that was so good. <laughs> um, you had one you didn't necessarily care for, right? Yeah, I had another one that was really, I just don't really care for the really sharp ones that okay. taste like body odor. And I had one of those. Uh, That's the way they're supposed to be. Exactly. I, I know, but them. I just don't care for them. <laughs> Body odor. <laughs> you know, like when you taste it and you're like, this tastes like how an armpit smells. That's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. And so then for our ninth and final course, we had dessert. Um, Jeremy had a nice little happy, happy birthday message on yeah. his. Yeah. And then I had like a peanut butter. It was almost like a. I don't know how to it's describe it. It's kind of like it. a mousse cake yeah but it was like yeah but it was a little firmer than a moose but not quite firm enough to not be moose if that makes any <laughs> sense and uh it was good though but of course by that point i mean i'm stuffing it in my stomach as best i can because i'm stuffed but see i i was full but like i never got uncomfortable full which i was expecting i i, I don't know i guess it was like maybe the pacing of the meal or yeah, something yeah because by this point it's like 11 11 30 by the time we're having dessert was- i had these little bourbon pecan tarts with some peach sorbet on the side. Um, nice. Just really good. Just everything was just like... I remember you saying afterwards, like, thank you. So, like, I'm so glad I did this. This was really, really fun. And yeah, great. I hesitate because I'm not a big eat a lot at one meal kind of a person. I eat a lot of smaller meals throughout the day. And so for me to sit down and be like, oh my gosh, six courses or eight courses or nine courses, there's no way. But again, the pace they give you Excuse me. There's a lot of in-between time between the courses that you kind of can relax and digest. Uh, you don't feel like you're rushed or cramped or anything. And like you said, you never get that uncomfortable like, oh, I need it. I can't take another bite. So it, it was good. 
Yeah. And then so now that like our highlight things were out of the way, we really just kind of tore through the parks on Friday and Saturday. Like we did everything multiple times. Saturday, I couldn't believe how much we accomplished because I thought Saturday would be more crowded than Friday, but it really wasn't. Friday was was pretty crowded because it was Dapper Day. That's and I true. feel like a lot of people came out for that. And it was it was pretty full that day. But we were not wise on Friday as far as being strategic with our fast passes. And we saw a lot of the shows that, you know, and we'd you always gotta, get there like in just enough time where we couldn't do something else in between, so we'd just uh-huh. be sitting around waiting. But True confessions, we saw the Frozen sing-along show twice, and uh, <laughs> the first time... Wow. Not my choice. <laughs> well, the first time we saw it, it was so amazing. Like, oh, I know, please. No, we rip on Frozen a lot on the show, but you gotta admit, that first show, it was fun. It was better than what I thought, but it was still, it still feels like a temporary... Amazing is a, uh... Oh my gosh, I, Derek and we sat and we both belted out those songs. Well, of course, like... <laughs> I mean, if I'm gonna go to it, I'm gonna participate. Yeah. Plus, the actors were, were really good on Friday. Saturday, we saw it again, and... Uh, it was disappointing because just the the main comic relief character in the show was terrible on Saturday, and so that that really took away a lot from it. So you really thought it was amazing? Like I really enjoyed amazing it. Like amazing. I got word. I got goosebumps during the Let It Go portion because it starts to snow and the music's kicking and they do really well with the lighting. You gotta admit that was very. I mean, I very, enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Like I said, but it still feels like. A temporary thing that once they open the Frozen show where Aladdin used to be, that's going to be gone immediately. Oh, but, uh, po- possibly. But I just thought it was it, it exceeded my expectations. Okay, I was I'll expecting give you that. I was expecting to just sit and stare at a screen the whole time in a movie theater like setting and sing along. But there was a lot more interactive elements to it than I thought. There was live actors and live characters, which I didn't really expect. And so, yeah, I I, I enjoyed it. Okay, well, something that I'm going to go ahead and just say it, I love it, that we experienced both Friday and Saturday, is Mickey and the Magical Map. Yes, I, now. I, I've fallen in love. <laughs> and I got a little emotional with that, even on Saturday, because it was so good. Like, It's really cool because the crowd is mostly locals, and they have their favorites, so like when anyone comes out on stage, they cheer real loud, and like there's a live trumpeter during one of the sections, and they just the love sections. him. That's true, yeah, during the... Uh, I want to be like you and something else. Uh, Princess and the Frog, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he plays and he's he's really like he just riffs, you know, and he's so good. And all the live singers are really, really good. And the live dancing is good. And so it's just kind of fun because the crowd gets into it. And I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. So I'll admit it. I really, really like that show. And but. we saw Alice, which is my favorite dark ride there at. You don't say. Disneyland. Yeah. And of course, Mr. Toad, which I always enjoy. Of course, we went back to Cafe Orleans and got the Crony uh, Misto, the Monte Cristo, and Palm Frites, which are <laughs> amazing as ever. Which yeah. good. I tried I'm a pumpkin amazing. twist, which is like one of their fall things they do every year now. Not the best. Kind of overhyped. Oh, and I got... Have you seen those cones, those bread cones? The cozy cones. Well, that's the name of the place, yeah. And they come in like bread cones. They have them at Hollywood Studios now, too, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, at Gertie's, whatever. A mini, men and Bills. Anyway, it's like a cone made out of bread, and it's stuffed with either pulled pork or whatever. I got mine with Chicken Verde. Not good. I mean, it was yeah. fine. The Chicken Verde was fine, but that bread needs to have flavor, and is tough as nails. Yeah, if, they, if the breading was like a, a pretzel, it would have been a lot better. 
yeah. So if you're going to Disneyland soon, I would recommend not getting one of those, but who knows, maybe you'd love it. Um, I mean, that's pretty much all I had. I felt like we went into a lot of detail there, but we did a lot. Oh, and we don't did. forget Jeremy's third mud pie on Saturday <laughs> night. Yay. It was so good. So worth it. And now I'm paying for it this week as I'm trying to detox. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, mm. You know, such is life. And we rode Silly Symphony Swings for uh, several times, which is always worth it. I'm a Silly S- Symphony Swing fan. And Heimlich's Choo Choo Train is not to be missed as well. I mean, so. we pretty much rode everything except wah wah pirates and yeah. star tours <laughs> we didn't write sorry well, which is so true. funny because star tours consistently all week long 45 minutes yeah 60 right. minutes Crazy. it really was that is kind of weird i didn't even think about it yeah because it wasn't like that when we went last time no and it's not like that at hollywood studios yeah but anyway but, it was a wonderful trip for those who followed along online thank you i hope you somewhat enjoyed our pictures i'm sure we'll post some more on facebook or the show notes or something um, don't forget about our giveaway. It's a pretty nice mug. I'll actually post a picture on Facebook so those fans who don't necessarily listen to every second of the show don't think we're actually giving away that hideous jacket because <laughs> Jeremy kept that for himself. I did. So. I, you know, when, when you got it, you flaunt it. That's what I say. Uh, but thanks for listening to this very winded episode of the Mad Chatters podcast. We will see you back here next week. When can we do this again? Take a little time to find the magic in every day. Bye-bye now.